to be inspired through authentic conversations that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 3 of On Everyone's Lips. We are so happy you guys chose to listen to us. My name is Chelsea J. My name is Lindsay J. My name is Monique, a.k.a. Mo, and we are the ladies of OEL. What's up? What's up? What's up, ladies? (laughs) Uh, Tonight, we have a very, very important show. Tonight, the title of the show is What's the 411 with COVID-19? And so, as we know, this is on everybody's brain right now. So we wanted to just bring some information and talk about it. Um, Tonight, we do have a special guest to join us um, regarding the pandemic known as COVID-19, also known as coronavirus. And so um, we will... Yes. (laughs) So uh, we will introduce her um, in a moment. Her name is Dr. Robin, um, just to let you know who we have with us. Um, Before we get into tonight's topic, though, we're going to talk a little bit about some current events. So, ladies, um, I heard the other day that they're planning to add breakdancing to the Olympics. What do you guys think about this? I think it's cool. I mean, I think it. I think it'll be fun. It'll be definitely be something interesting to add, uh, to add to it and watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll definitely be fun more so than anything else. I mean, I guess it's a sport. Break dancing is a sport. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I think. I'm like, I'm thinking that should be more like on a dance competition, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder, I'm curious on how they would, I guess, rate them. That's yeah. Curiosity yeah. on how they would how they would rate them. Yes. When I heard it, I said, oh, that's interesting because I, I definitely think it's a sport because to me, you have to be very athletic for all those different moves that they do. But the question is, how would they rate it? That's, that's just, is it just a thought or they're serious about this? Oh, I heard it was confirmed that this oh, is wow. going to be in the Summer Olympics. I think 2021, I believe, is the Summer Olympics, I believe. <laughs> I want to see who's going to sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see, see how they're going to do it. I, I would love to see somebody practicing. <laughs> the process. <laughs> who or who selected. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know on these dance competition shows, like, so you think you can dance. It's a, it's a whole bunch of them out there. It's, it's, it's a very uh, competitive type of thing especially on those shows so oh no um, I believe dancing in general I mean Cindy and I were just practicing a TikTok the other day and girl I was like, <laughs> I was like oh my I said Cindy how you do she was it like it takes a lot of coordination yes I was like workout I was like I see how Beyonce and them people who go on tour losing burning all those calories like yeah I can imagine it definitely yes. gets you sweating out yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing for the culture because, you know, breakdancing uh, started with us, hip hop and everything. Oh, so, yeah, I'm happy to see it from that point of view. And I know people all over the world, they love they love this type of dance. And, right. you know, I see a lot of people, you know, practicing it and studying it. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, ladies, I guess we can go ahead and get into this topic tonight. Um, As I mentioned earlier tonight, we are going to be talking about COVID-19. What's the 411 with COVID-19? And we do have a special guest with us. Her name is Dr. Robin. 
And Dr. Robin is a fourth year intern pharmacist, entrepreneur, podcast host, and social media influencer. She possesses over 10 years of experience in the medical field by which she earned a Bachelor of Science degree in biology, as well as now embarking upon a PharmD, Doctor of Pharmacy degree from Lorna Linda University. Her medical knowledge combined with her passion and expertise in digital marketing has afforded her the opportunity to create and produce her very own skincare brand called Muse Labs. The creation of this magnificent brand has been her greatest accomplishment. Because she was able to marry her passion with her career and utilize her skills as a pharmacist to, to develop a very her very own female black owned all-inclusive, gender-neutral, clean skincare line to support all skin types for all people. Dr. Robbins B. primary goal has always been to explore every aspect of the medical field, which is also why she created a podcast, which she hosts weekly called The Dose Show. The podcast was established to provide a platform for influential guests to provide insight, insight on educational information and training from topics such as health, medicine, personal relationships, and career planning. Dr. Robin B. is a multi-talented individual in, in a multifaceted world who uses all her platforms to inspire and educate others. We are so happy and excited to have Dr. Robin B. in the studio to talk about this topic. Yay! Welcome, Dr. B. Hi, guys. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you so much. Thank you for joining yes, us. So happy. Yep, I'm so happy to be on OEL. You guys are amazing. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. You know, I'm in LA. Um, so, you know, it's 6 p.m. here, but I'm still moving, still working. And I'm just happy to take some time to talk to you guys. How is LA? Because I know I said that they, I heard that the LA was closing down. So how, how is that over there? I heard yes. they were stopping everything. You can't go to restaurants or nothing. Yes. So we were open for a little bit, but I'm just so used to just quarantining, staying home, going to my, you know, spots that I always go to for food and, and just, you know, going to work and things like that. So I haven't really experienced the shutdown, but you know, it's, it's, it's just relative to what you're used to. Yes. So before we get into um, the questions, Dr. Robin, we just want to uh -huh. go ahead and describe what the coronavirus is. So COVID-19 is caused by a coronavirus called SARS-CoV-2. Older adults and people who have severe underlying medical conditions like heart or lung disease or diabetes seem to be at higher risk for developing more serious complications from COVID-19 illness. So, Dr. Robin, what is your opinion and or theory of coronavirus? Yes. So COVID is very real. <laughs> um, I hope we all know this by now. Um, in the beginning, of course, everyone had their doubts. Um, they were comparing it to the flu. But really, it is something you should be concerned of and, you know, be trying to prevent at all costs. Um, just like you said, it is a coronavirus and it's of the beta coronavirus family. So that's the same subgenius as the 2013 
um, SARS epidemic. So that's why it's very important that we treat it, you know, seriously. Um, the WHO, they gave it the name COVID-19, but it's essentially the same virus species. So my, you know, my point of view is that it's, it's, it is serious. It's something that is not a theory. It's not something that, you know, people are making up. Um, it, it's very real. So if this is something that we had in 2013, I guess I'm assuming, of course, it's another strand, um, another strain of of it. Was it as serious before in 2013? I'm I'm curious on what made it blow up now to to what it is now. Yeah. So it's not the same exact disease. So the disease is different, but the virus species. So there's like you said, there's multiple virus within that species. So um, it's a different disease state altogether. Um, Mm. So, yeah, this is the first time we've ever that's why it's called the novel coronavirus. So, yeah, it is the first time we've seen this particular disease. Okay, makes sense. Thank you. I've heard I heard heard them say the novel coronavirus. Uh I didn't really know what that meant. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Are the masks really helping? And what is your outlook on the future and wearing masks? Yeah, so. Okay, so masks were originally put in place to be our only preventative measure at the time, right? We didn't have the vaccine. So that was the reason why we were, you know, told to wear masks. But um, studies have shown that masks, especially the multi-layered cloth masks, they actually reduce transmission from 50 to 70 percent. So um, and sometimes upwards of 80 percent. But so it's very important that we're wearing them, but wearing them correctly, so we need to make sure we're covering our nose, our mouth, um, and, you know, just be mindful that we're still kind of not coughing. You know, we're kind of turning our faces, still separating ourselves with the six feet since it's only up to 80 percent. So um, I would say that masks are very important. And I think that it will take time, right, for everybody to get that herd immunity from the vaccine if they choose to get it. It's not going to happen overnight. It may take a couple of years for everyone to have this immunity. So therefore, the masks should still be in place. Gotcha. Yeah, you. We, we need to say that again for the people in the back to make sure they're coming up there. Wear your because, mask. Yeah, because yes. I hear so many. I see so many people. Not even here. I see so many people. Even when I go to the grocery store, they'll uh-huh. wear the mask, but they're not covering up their nose. And I'm like, the mask is supposed to cover. You're supposed you to cover your to. nose. Everything. Um. So yeah, definitely. I hope people are taking that serious and because I've heard so many celebrities come out and like D.L. Hoogley, he came out and and was saying that, you know, when he got it and was going to Texas and other places and he mentioned that his daughter didn't get it because she was the only one in the studio mm-hmm. that was constantly wearing a mask. So, yeah, I think people need to, you know, take it, take it serious. I hope now people have that embedded in their head. It, yeah. Wearing that mask is helpful. Yes, yes. me too. Okay. How does your brand Muse Labs face wipes help with maskne? And if you don't mind, could you just explain what maskne is so that <laughs> everyone knows? Right. They're like, how do you spell that? Um, <laughs> so, spell it for me. <laughs> right. I will. Okay. Uh, it's M-A-S-K-N-E. <laughs> so it's kind of like mask acne, right? So um, you can think about it similar to um, the football players when they wear helmets and it rubs their skin. So there's an acne type called acne mechanica. So it's that friction 
um, of something just against your skin that causes and provokes acne. So it was even um, noticed by the American Academy of Dermatology. So they recognize it as a real thing. So it is. So when we're wearing these masks, um, we should wear them. Even if we do get maskne, we just need to cleanse it more often. And so the solution to all of this is to streamline your skincare routine. Like we use a bunch of different products, some, some ingredients that we don't need, some that are harmful. But what we really just need is a mild cleanser. So I know a lot of you guys like, you know, at CVS, you may pick up like or see Cetaphil or CeraVe and things like that. Those are good cleansers. They're mild cleansers for the skin. So what mine is, is it's like those. However, it's all natural. So it's vegan. It's um, cruelty free. So it has a lot of, you know, millennial claims that we're all looking for. And it's not harmful to the skin. It doesn't have any oils. Um, and so it's just good. I would say they're individually wrapped. So when you're going to the gym, when you're going out to the store, the grocery store, if you're traveling, just throw one in your purse and just wipe your face at least two times a day while you're wearing the mask. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's that very is- helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yeah, know I've a few people. Of, yeah. Who are who are struggling with this because they wear a mask all day for their jobs. You know, they have to wear a mask all day and um, they're really struggling with this. So this is really good information. And how would someone purchase the mask knee? Yeah. So it's simple. You can go to www.muse. But the way I spell muse is M-U-Z-E labs, L-A-B-S dot com. Okay. So hear that. We'll also include that, of course, um, in the show notes. We'll definitely okay. include the website and we'll have you announce it again later on. How often, because I, I know for me, like when I go to the gym, I uh, choose a disposable mask. So I throw those out every day because I'm sweating in the mask. But for my everyday mask, like if I'm running to the grocery store, I may wear that multiple times before I throw that out. How many times do you think we should wear a mask? Like, is it just one time and then we need to dispose it? Or because I yeah, have like the K and N95 mask. I think I have those. Yeah, that one. Those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question. So I know the recommendations for healthcare workers. Um, they do recommend that they reuse them, um, that they disinfect and reuse them because they need them so often. So there's I don't think there's a difference. I think that if you can clean them in some way, so the the disposable ones, no. But if you can wash mm-hmm. your mask and let it leave it out to dry, that'll be good. But the good thing is that we don't quite know how long the coronavirus lasts on surfaces, but it's not forever if that makes sense. So um, if you leave it out to, if you wash it and leave it out to dry, you should be okay. But studies are still being conducted. Mm. Okay. Good information. Mm -hmm. What is the process to develop a vaccine? Not just specifically for um, COVID-19, but just in general. Just in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question because um, I actually had the honor and opportunity to do a rotation at the FDA. Right, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, yeah. Um, Originally, I had picked, you know, because it was a, uh, I I basically picked it as an elective um, because I'm from, you know, the area, I'm from the DMV, and that's where the FDA is. So I wanted to go back home, but luckily they had the virtual um, version, and Mm -hmm. I got to learn, I was in the generic drug department, so seeing the process of how generic drugs are made, but it's still applies. 
So there's pretty much um, different stages. So you have the exploratory stage, you have the preclinical stage, then you have the clinical stage. And that's where you guys probably hear like phase one, phase two, phase three, right? Mm -hmm. So the clinical stage has three phases. And then after that is the regulatory review and approval and then manufacturing and then QC or like quality control. So it goes through a long process. And, um, you know, on the 11th, you heard that the, the first vaccine was approved by the FDA. So they definitely make sure and ensure every vaccine that goes through is safe and effective. But that's the typical process. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Ladies, do y'all plan on getting the vaccine when it's released or? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> what do you think? I'm Larry myself, I have to say, you know, I, you know, as much as I want, I want all of this to go away and to get back to some type of normalcy. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm hearing a lot of a lot of stuff about about this vaccine. So I'm gonna have to watch it and see for myself. Yep. Okay, okay. What about everybody else? Well, for me, I don't think that I'm going to be a part of the first wave of the um, vaccine. I just I'm only curious because here you have those that are sick and they don't and people are dying from Mm -hmm. COVID because they don't have any type of cure for it. They don't have you know, they don't have the means of trying to save these people. But yet you are coming up with a vaccine. Oh, that's usually how it works, though. That's usually that's weird. Is how do you have how do you come up with a vaccine with something you don't know about? Oh, they know enough um, about COVID to what aspects are you thinking that they don't know? Um, the the one aspect I'm wary of is the long term effects, which is what everyone's saying, mm-hmm, right? Because right. it just yeah. has not been time. It just yeah, there it, you would have to wait time to see that. But um, as far as just the safety and efficacy of the vaccine and how it's made, these are made by companies that make vaccines. They do this, you know, so that's why the process was sped up a little bit. But just because it's fast doesn't mean it's not effective. Um, So my yeah. So my downside would be, like you said, like the long term effects and also just could have been better. Could you guys have added something in there that could have made the immunity last longer or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. but other than that, the actual vaccine is, I think will be fine, but I do think that you need to just assess your risk, right? So if you are elderly, um, you may not be worried about long-term effects or you might, you know, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you might not want to catch COVID. So you just have to mm-hmm. assess where you are, but you guys are young um, healthy, um, you know, so, and then what, another thing is that, is there going to be enough for us, even me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the people in the ICU are getting it first and the, you know, the people who are with the critical care patients. So it just depends. That's Mm -hmm. my take on it. Yeah. Um, is this something that's going to be mandatory? We don't know. Um, that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my main concern. Like, are they going to make it mandatory, especially like for my daughter? She's, of course, virtual learning right now. And I'm I'm scared that they're going to require her to have that before she goes back to school, which mm. would then force me. To, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to do it. And so that would be a hard 
you know, a decision for me to come to because I definitely wouldn't allow her to get the vaccine and then I not, you know, get it. I would have to get the vaccine as well. And yeah, those are my, those would be my concerns. <laughs> You're like, but, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want us, neither one of us to get it. So yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm with Chelsea on that. Like I, I will wait. I'm not saying I won't get it at all, but I just want to see how, you know, how everybody yeah. else reacts to it. Um, that would be my main thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories out there, just so much (laughs) stuff, you know, so it's just a lot of information coming at once, you know, and then I keep hearing that they may make it mandatory. Like if you want to travel, you got to show your card, all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So we don't know what's what, but it's just so much stuff out there that, you know, people are really trying to understand. And, you know, my thing is, you know, you know, once this vaccine is is ready, readily available for for the American people, it needs to come with a level. They need to come with a level of making us comfortable, you know, with this, like really right. transparency, be transparent about what it is. So, you know, we can make a, a, a good decision for ourselves, a personal decision for ourselves, whether we want it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And you said it personal decision. Mm -hmm. It's to each individual. Um, You know, people who are based in science like myself, we're going to go with science. Mm -hmm. We're going to go with facts. That's not how everybody works. Um, And so, yeah, you just have to make that informed decision. But make sure you don't I I wouldn't listen to conspiracies, but just try to listen to the facts. Um, And and do you guys get the flu vaccine each year? I don't. I don't. No, I don't either. I've never had it before. But, you know, I I did have a conversation with a coworker. (laughs) They kind of had some good points. I mean, they they just said, like, pretty much like, I mean, you go to the doctor all the time and you you get prescribed medications. If you're sick, you get prescribed a medication. You don't know what the hell is in that medication. So, you know, I mean, that, you know, when I had that conversation with him, he was like, I mean, the medical industry, regardless, is, you know, it it is it is money. I mean, they are going to, you know, it it is what it is. You're never going to they're always going to prescribe you things. and You're never going to know how to pronounce it unless you're actually (laughs) a doctor. So you might as well just get over the fact of. You know, oh, well, I don't know what's in the virus. I don't, I, I don't know what's in the vaccine. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you break it down like that, I mean, that is kind of true. You don't know what p- these prescriptions, these medications that they're prescribing. You yeah. really don't. You're mm-hmm. just trusting the judgment of the doctor. The, you know, to say like, okay, yeah, I trust that this is gonna work. So I guess, you know, like you said, we gotta go by facts and just wait yeah. out. What happens? Yeah. Yeah. The CDC actually has a list of the ingredients that they usually put or the FDA, excuse me, have a list of ingredients that they put in vaccines. So you will see like the scary ones like formaldehyde and different, you know, different things that, but you'll see their explanation. So I would just suggest just, you know, go to the CDC and FDA and just search, just spend a whole night researching it before making a decision like your child, you know, vaccinating your child and things like that. Oh, that's good advice. Yeah, Yeah, that is good Yeah. Yeah, thank now, you. Now, when thinking about the virus, because of course, everyone, I think, when it first a- occurred and, and it came out that we, we have this thing going on, there was just so many different things like build your immune system, build your immune system. Uh-huh. So, um, we did want to ask you in, in respect to that and building your immune system, is working out a way to, to build your immune system? Is that helping? Yeah. This time? For sure. Working out actually boosts your immune system. It has forever. Um, And you'll notice that the people that do are often very healthy and don't, you know, even catch the common cold. But 
you know, typically it's, you know, think about how hot you get, right? There's a brief rise in temperature. So it's killing off bacteria in that sense. Um, You're also kind of when you're breathing and breathing fast, you're getting rid of expelling bacteria out of your lungs and your airway passages. So it's just in in totality and doing it regularly, exercise is a really good way to boost your immune system. Yes. Yeah. And what about vitamins? Because we've been hearing a lot about like elderberries, sea moss. I've been taking sea moss now for a while, but, um, you know, yeah. elderberry, that's a new one mm-hmm. that I've been, heard about vitamin D, drinking celery juice. Like we've heard juicing is, is really good. Ginger, what do you think about these type of vitamins and remedies? Yeah. Um, elderberry, it's it just tastes good, doesn't it? it tastes good. Has anybody <laughs> yeah, right. had it? I need to yeah, try it. I need to try that. I take the gummies every day, and oh I give my, my son God. the droplets every other, maybe every two days. I haven't had it. You'll have to tell me where you can get it's, it. I've never yeah, had it. Me either. too. I you can get it from CVS. Some mm-hmm. CVS, CVS, Target. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's called like Sambucol. Or, yep. um, yeah, but it literally has like that that bluish purple bottle. So you'll know when you see it. Um, but yeah, these are not obviously published research studies, you know, saying that it can help. Um, but it's worked for the flu. It's worked for the common cold. So people are thinking that it can also work for COVID. And I've seen tons and tons of YouTube videos about, you know, mothers who didn't catch it and they, you know, because they were taking it preventatively um, while their daughter or, you know, their children were sick. So I would think anything like this would help. Um, you can't forget vitamin C, the basics. You can't forget um, zinc. Um, so ginger is really, really good um, with cayenne and lemon juice and yeah, I would continue to keep juicing and keep building your immune system that way. I'm going to tell you, I've been, ever since this whole thing broke out, I've been on lemons hard. Like, I do like <laughs> hot water and lemon. I put a little honey in there. It's my own little concoction. So I'm gonna put, <laughs> I might put a little, uh, little Hennessy in there, you know, just a little bit. But, yeah, I'm telling you, I've been, it, it's been helping me. <laughs> Sounds good. I've also been hearing a lot about the vitamin D. Um Mm-hmm. And how that has been helping as well. And not just with COVID, but just with, you know, different diseases. Vitamin and D is how miracle. vitamin D, we lack it mm-hmm. in um, you know, the black community. Because, yeah, you know, we don't want to go outside in the sun. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know. I was just trying to understand the difference between the vitamin D2 and I think D3. D3. It's yeah. D3. D3 is the one <laughs> for the immune system, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so make sure that it's D3. Um, and it just depends on the strength that you want to go for. A lot of people, you know, you need to make sure you're deficient as well. But, you know, you would have to get blood work to determine that because um, some people need to be taken off of D, vitamin D3. So it just depends. Um, but I would say for African-Americans, it's really important that we do, you know, take it, especially because we're in quarantine. We're inside. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I, so we had uh, there was one question I wanted to know about. So if you had the coronavirus, can you get it again? Okay. Do, you, do you have any information on that? I just was wondering. Oh, yeah. So there has been. um some stories about people who got reinfected, um, unfortunately. Um, but once again, so this is how it works. So 
there could be a bunch of different reasons for that, right? There could be a little bit of the previous infection still there, so they could have tested positive again. Um, or because it is an RNA virus, um, they often mutate. So this is like herpes, HPV, like these type of viruses, they mutate regularly. So there's there's actually been studies that say there's up to 30 strands of the COVID you know, virus. It's, wow. There's so mm-hmm. many... Um, you know, with time, things change. So you don't know whether you're catching a different version. But um, what I would say is that I would recommend that, okay, if you test positive, and I know that there's this 14 day period that you I was just about to ask you about too. Mm -hmm. And now they're talking about 10. 10 days. But yeah, yeah, let's just say it's 14. You still are not recommended to retest until three months later. Just because you three months. Yeah, because you may waste a test. You can. And a lot of people come back Mm -hmm. negative. Yeah, after 10 or, you know, Mm -hmm. I know someone who came back negative after seven days. But, you know, maybe they didn't recognize the onset of their symptoms. Right. In the beginning. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But up to three months, up to 90 days, you could test positive. So it's really on you. Does that mean you're still contagious, though? Because I heard after the 14 days with that, the reason why they put that precaution on there is because supposedly. You're not contagious after right. that amount of day. Is that true or supposedly? I agree with okay. you. It's not. I mean, how can we know for sure? Right. Um, but I think that that's your highest period of, you know, where you can pass the disease. So definitely at least the 14 days of quarantine. Um, but I would still be cautious after yeah. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And with the three months, I I can understand where the three months is coming in because I know a couple of people who've had it and. You know, after they felt better after the 14 days, of course, their symptoms were gone. They were feeling better, but they tested again because they were trying to get back to work, you know, so they didn't wait three months. They're trying to get back to work. And so they kept testing and it kept coming back positive, (laughs) even though they felt fine. But I, I see what you're saying about the three months. So it sounds like it's still in your system. For that for that period of time, because it, it seems like it took them. And I, now that I think about it, because I kept checking in on them, it, it took about two to three months for them actually to get a test that said negative after right. they, you know, they had it. So, right. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. We can't we don't know for sure. And once again, um, so if you get covid, then you have this um, natural immunity, right, because your body actually produce an immune response to it. And then if you get the vaccine, then you have like a vaccine induced response. So, but we don't know either one, how long that immunity lasts, if that makes sense. So you, if you could get reinfected, that could be a possibility because maybe your body didn't develop enough antibodies for long enough. Mm -hmm. So, but once again, you know, I'm a fourth year student. This is just from my research. um, But everything I'm saying here is just my, you know, from my research and what I've done with science, but, um, I just encourage everybody to just, you know, don't live in fear, you know, just take day by day, take all the preventative measures and you should be fine. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. Well, that concludes our show. Dr. Robin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us on the coronavirus. Um, if you can, please give our listeners your social media um, and also uh, your website for the Muse Lab Space Wipes. All right. Perfect. So you will find me on Instagram 
at Dr. Dr. Robin, R-O-B-I-N-B, as in boy. And then you can find my Instagram for the wipes um, at M-U-Z-E dot labs, L-A-B-S. And the website, again, is www.muselabs.com. And I also have my podcast um, every Wednesday, uh, 3 p.m. PST. Um, and it is on Instagram at The Dose Show. So T-H-E-D-O-S-E-S-H-O-W. And thank you guys so much. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yes, we do. It's been great. Please subscribe to our podcast on everyone's lips. That's with an apostrophe S on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and other platforms that you may consume podcasts. Please give us a rating. Five star ratings are very much appreciated, but all honest feedback is welcome. You can email us at podcast at OELshow.com, and there you can give us um, feedback on our shows. You can also give us um, topic ideas, and you can do so anonymously. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at OEL Show, and you can also follow us on Facebook at On Everyone's Lips. And again, that's with an apostrophe S. Um, our feedback hotline is 571-206-8292. Yes, thank you. This has been an awesome conversation, ladies, and so much good information that is needed. And um, once again, thank you, Dr. Robin, for joining us. And I just want to piggyback off of what you said earlier, Dr. Robin. Just try not to live in fear. We know it's a lot going on, but take the precautions, you know, be safe, wear your mask, wear your mask and just, you know, be safe and use your sanitizer and do but, your you research know, and do your research <laughs> and try not to live in fear. And we all going to get through this thing together. That's what we will have to do. We're going to get on the other side of this. And um, I just just thank you all for listening. Um, until we meet again, live well, laugh often, and love much. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>